everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are talking on friendship. This is very exciting. We love doing this every month. And we're talking about a Hallmark movie or Hallmark-like movie from the perspective of friendship and other relationships. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner. And we have with us, of course, every month, we have Elisa Lucas, who is Hello. the expert on friendship. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm excited to talk about this movie. <laughs> yeah, me too. So this uh, month, we are talking about one of my favorite movies from last Christmas season. This actually aired on the Up channel, not on Hallmark. Uh, and it's uh, Christmas on Fifth Avenue. It is based on the novel by Sarah Morgan called Miracle on Fifth Avenue, which I really enjoyed as well. And uh, I just think it's it's a very well done movie. It's kind of a Beauty and the Beast uh, theme to it, and uh, I'm a sucker for that. And uh, so <laughs> it's, it's going to be fun to talk about. But it's interesting because <clears throat> it's kind of an a, a, it's kind of an amazing thing that I even saw this movie because normally mm. I don't cover the um, up movies uh the girl at uh the do once on an upside here on hallmarkies podcast cover the up movies but i happen to have like a little break in time what <laughs> how impossible impossible like, like during thanksgiving or just after thanksgiving anyway the movie aired uh, and I, we get the, we get the screeners from, uh, the, from up, which is so nice and we appreciate it. And I just watched it, uh, and I loved this movie. I liked it so much that I contacted up after I watched it and this was after it had aired. And I said, I really want to talk to these stars in this movie. So they mm. came on the podcast nice. and we had a great interview with them. And like normally once a movie is aired, I wouldn't uh, do that. You know, it's yeah. not you know worth it for anybody involved, but I just enjoyed it so much. And so we had Catherine Davis and Olivia Renaud on the pod and it was such a good interview. They were incredible. Yay. Yeah. And uh, so I just really enjoyed this movie. I thought they had incredible chemistry <clears throat> and I thought it just built up the relationship very well. I thought the banter was really solid between the two of them. And even though it was a fast relationship, I bought it because I think they had just such good chemistry. And I <laughs> bought that this sort of, uh, this sort of intense time together, you know, mm -hmm. spending all this time kit together that they could, they could know. Yeah. They could, they could know. And, Anyway, so I'm excited to talk to you about it. But yeah. overall, what did what did you think of it after me giving that introduction? <laughs> <laughs> well, how do I top that? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I thought the female lead as uh, Eva was one of the most adorable yes. individuals I've ever seen. And I was really thought she was awesome. Um, I liked him. He reminded me a little bit of the actor who played Nick Stokes on CSI. So oh. <laughs> I was kind of getting that vibe. Maybe it's because he was like a crime writer. And so, <laughs> um, but I thought overall that Eva had more to contribute to the relationship than Lucas did, although he mm -hmm. has a great name. His first name is my last name. So, um, so I, I'm looking <laughs> right. forward to talking. How do you think of that? <laughs> I'm looking forward to talking about it. Cause, yeah. uh, I, I do. I was like, okay, Eva, you're amazing. <laughs> yeah. And even, it, it, even in the interview, I thought I've interviewed lots of couples on the podcast as far as like, they, they're not like couples in real life, but play mm -hmm. a couple in a movie. I've done that many times. Yes. They had, I think the best chemistry mm -hmm. of any couple I've ever interviewed. You're like, I, so you did in real life? <laughs> no. They probably hate that. Let's just say if, chemistry. <laughs> if they had told me that they were a couple, I would have bought it. But yeah. they're not. So don't yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to start a rumor. They're also or anything. like they're, they're like it's called acting, but it is also helpful yeah. when the actors have good chemistry. <laughs> yeah. They just they were so cute together and yeah. Uh, and 
and then of course in this movie and to me he actually reminds me a lot of Zac Efron I think he looks quite a bit I was still I was on the Nick Stokes thing the whole time that I didn't (laughs) even consider any other options yeah that Zac Efron is a little bit younger but yeah I would I could see that (laughs) is Zac Efron younger he's only like in his 30s I mean I don't think this he's Okay. No. Let's you see how old talking. he is. You continue talking. Yeah. I'll look up Zach Efron. <laughs> you look up the guy in this movie because, I mean, I maybe I always think of Zach Efron as young because he was in the High School Musical movies when I was older. So let's see here. He is thirty-four. Think... Oh, you're right. So Olivia Renaud is. That doesn't happen often. Thank you. Renaud is forty-four. So I didn't think he was. I thought they were closer in age. A younger brother. They could be in a movie together. Younger. He could be the older brother. Yeah. Yeah. That would be good. I see it. Sorry, I don't know why I'm like weirdly obsessed with Zac Efron. (laughs) The other thing that I think they nailed in this movie, which they almost never get right in these TV movies, is the apps slash her online presence with the app. (laughs) It's like (laughs) they forget how the internet works. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I thought this was a realistic app. I can imagine it urban genie. I can imagine, especially in a place like New York, this being a thing and working. I, I, I agree. And then I can also see it with the idea of genie and a wish. It could get very ugly for employees because <laughs> some people are not as uh, sweet and generous as Eva. <laughs> That's true. You got to be careful. They have to screen those requests is all I'm saying. <laughs> well, I mean, and I think they do. Uh, yeah. 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 They come in and, um, and it starts out the movie with her helping these carolers. Yeah, that's funny. I was like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I've seen this movie a lot of times because, again, thank you to UpTV because the screener link still works. And I'm so grateful because it's not available any other way right now. So next Mm -hmm. time they air it on UpTV this this, um, season, make sure to record it because... Yeah, DVR people. Yeah, because you want it. Um, but anyway, we have still the link uh, to watch it. And, uh, and so the, uh, I've watched it many times and I actually had never really noticed this whole beginning with the carolers. I don't know why I just like zoom ahead. Um, but (laughs) it's, they do establish that this, I, again, I've seen so many of these movies that have terrible apps that would never be real that I can't imagine anybody actually. And this one was like, okay. I can imagine in New York, especially. Oh yeah. Basically a, it's basically like a concierge service. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, what does she do? She brought coffee or tea or something. And she brought uh, books to make it look like mm-hmm. they were car- like they had something to look at when they're caroling and then peppermints. Cause everyone needs yeah. fresh breath. <laughs> right. And I also think the name is refreshing because urban genie is something i mean i think it's a good name yeah and also i it's something that you could do year round so many times in these movies you have these businesses where you're i mean i realize there are seasonal businesses but yeah but they have these like how are you making it the rest of the time like like i was are you doing (laughs) i was glad that it wasn't the urban elf you know what i mean or something (laughs) like that you're like no you need you need it your business to be able to run all year yeah, even if it might be busiest at Christmas, then, you uh-huh. know, they're, yeah, it, it totally, yeah. And, and she already had clients, and, you know, there were people that continuously used it, so that is a great business model. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know if you know that the actress who plays Eva, Catherine Davis, she is from the UK, so she has a British accent in real life. What? Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Even more adorable. Yeah. Bring her in with a British accent. <laughs> what? So much. I did. I <laughs> loved her so much. Yeah. I was like, I would watch probably any one of these movies with her. Right? Like, oh. she's just, there's sometimes like people who are fine and they make it through, but then there's other ones where yeah. you're like, I could see you making movies here forever. Mm-hmm. Yes. And 
if you watch our Hallmarkies podcast award, this is the movie that won for best non Hallmark Christmas movie, which oh, I yeah. fully I support. Yeah, yeah, I fully see that. <laughs> yes, and uh, they uh, gave their acceptance speech uh, wearing elf attire because they're <laughs> both going to be in a new Christmas Ooh. movie coming up this year, and I am hyped. I'm so- <laughs> This is Rachel Super Bowl, y'all. That's right. I cannot wait because I love them in this so much. And I. They sound like fun people, too. Like, all right. Yeah. Let's be friends. I'm on board. And really, with most of these movies, chemistry is 90% of the battle. And you can have the most ridiculous story, and we have had them. Uh, But if I'm vibing the couple and I'm feeling it, I'm fine. And this. You want to cheer for them, right? Yeah. Like they're going to, the point is they're going to get together. But if you're like, nah, you know. yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this does have a good story because it's based on a, a very good book. And I have to yeah. say, the book is spicier than Ooh. this, obviously. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yes. Got some steam in it. Hey. Uh, but. And it's pretty close other than that to mm. this movie. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's the same basic story. The big difference is that they make his experience with his wife a lot darker. And that oh. she she actually was going to divorce him and didn't really love him or treat him well. Oh, my God. Yeah. So there's sort of a darker backstory of kind of why he Well, I mean, I mean it's pretty dark to lose a wife yeah. in any, any way. But... There is something that always hits me right in the in the heart and stomach when it's like mm-hmm. someone's like, I don't love you anymore. And you're like, oh, my God, that just seems painful. Yeah, it is. It's tough. <sighs> and so she starts to kind of dig in and realize there's a lot more kind of going on than even like his mother doesn't know. Nobody knows. Everyone thinks his wife was this angel, this great person. And uh, and so he's he's got all these conflicted emotions. So I wish a little bit more of that would have been added in because my one concern with this movie, and I know we'll start a little mm-hmm. bit, we got to the carolers <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and the genie wish, is that I felt like she was bringing everything to the relationship and he wasn't really bringing anything. And I, and I, and I think that maybe knowing a little bit more of his background might've helped. Yeah. Well, I think uh, that, that's why it's useful to think of it as sort of a beauty and the beast kind of story mm-hmm. basically i mean and he does start to kind of change and we'll get we'll talk more about it and then the ending of course is his big well big again moment, but he he needed to change eva didn't she was great yeah that's <laughs> and true. so that's true. so it's kind of like okay <laughs> she makes you a better person well you're just lucky to be in her presence because yeah. she's awesome right well like, i mean that's <laughs> why i'm saying like beauty and the beast you know because yeah. beast is the one who had to change, you know, for Belle. Well, the only thing I think about that is why do, in like the grand collective, not this movie in particular, but like right. the trope or the idea that women have to change men to make them acceptable when women are amazing. I'm like, go find someone else amazing too. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that. That's fair. There is something I don't like of that a trope. You know this, what I mean? This movie walked a, a very fine line with Manic Pixie Dream Girl. And I think it, because, which is, you know, Manic Pixie Dream Girl is the trope of the girl who's just there to basically cheer up the guy and yes. be like this special perky uh, spot in his life. And I could see people making that critique i actually asked them about that in the interview Mm, but i think that they have such great chemistry and she's so likable she's not like annoying twee kind of person yeah and there is like a little bit of heart to her Mm -hmm. um that i think avoids that like said walks that fine line uh for me uh but yeah but but basically it starts off with uh, his mother is scheming about how he she can help him to overcome this uh, this loss of his wife Sally Ann, and it's a difficult time of year because it happened during. I swear nobody dies in other times of the year. In these, everyone yeah. always dies at Christmas. <laughs> but uh, the, the mom hires 
At first, she hires Eva to help with her dog, I believe. Yes. And Cute little palm, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so then she hires her to go to this Fifth Avenue apartment and decorate the apartment, get it ready um, so she can hopefully cheer up, uh, cheer up Lucas. Mm. <laughs> but she gets there. And of course, you meet Charlie the doorman, who was adorable. Yeah. Loved it. He was great. And uh, then they have their, he turns out he, she thought that he was going to be in Vermont. Cause that's where and, he was supposed to be yeah. working on his next book. Get to work, buddy. <laughs> and he's a crime, uh, crime novelist kind of like, yes. like you're like Tom Wolf or uh, yeah. Ann Perry or someone like that. And, <clears throat> and so they have this really cute me cute where she almost <laughs> rams him in with the Thor. Well, because he's not supposed to be there. So she's yeah. just walking around the house making some, a few judgments, but that's fine. She's sizing up her new job. <laughs> and then he like hears a noise, which I don't know why he didn't hear her talking to herself beforehand or the fact mm-hmm. that she has like heels on, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes up to the door and she slams into his face. <laughs> and then they both think someone's in the house. So they're like both going to call the cops. Yeah. And then she holds <laughs> that candy cane. And he's like, oh, really? yeah. Candy cane. He's like, uh, what does she say? Something like women like me can make anything into yes. a weapon. And I was like, okay, girl. <laughs> she was like, uh, Here's a, a little tidbit you can add to your next crime novel. <laughs> yeah, somebody with my skill can turn anything into a weapon. <laughs> yeah, she does have a lot of skills. Yeah, she's so charming. I just yeah. loved her so much. And she says, I've already rented out my apartment. Please help me. He agrees to let her stay in the guest room. He says, do what you do. Just don't bother me. <laughs> Okay, Grinch. <laughs> yeah, Whatever. good luck with that. Welcome to the Pilot Podcast. My name is BJ. And my name is Me Too. And we promise this promo is worth it, so please don't skip ahead. We're two judgy friends who put our judgmental skills to work for you. We review the pilot episodes of new and popular shows and shows that our listeners request to answer your question, should I watch this? Look, a lot of us are spending a lot more time at home. And yes, we should be reading and trying new projects and enriching ourselves. But does anything beat binging a great show? Let us take the guesswork out of deciding what your next show will be. Tune in to The Pilot Podcast at thepilotpodcast.com. And I did like when he says that, uh, she says, I'm not, I'm rooming with Scrooge, not mean Scrooge, sad alone Scrooge. And that's what makes his character likable and endearing. That was like a, and because she didn't know entirely why he might be, locked up in his penthouse like he's supposed to be in vermont mm-hmm. writing yeah. i think he was just not being honest with his mother or perhaps himself and so he's yeah. sort of like gloomy gus in his penthouse and uh, hadn't left for weeks or whatever yeah. and like that the only thing <laughs> i don't have many gripes about this movie one was like we already talked about where i feel like he didn't add as much to the relationship as she did because she Mm -hmm. was great. The second one was for someone who's pretty depressed and in like writer's block, he is dressed to the nine inside his penthouse every day. And I'm like, (laughs) buddy, have you heard of, you know, wearing pajamas, not changing your clothes? I was like, (laughs) I was like, we can't even have like, you know, nice pajamas to like put up the like. You're not going anywhere, and you're not seeing anyone. Why are you wearing jeans inside your house? <laughs> well, also that's <laughs> it true. Just bothered me so much. I was like, <laughs> "What? I the pants I have on right now? These sweatpants I wore yesterday." Real well, I mean, talk, friends. At least okay? not everybody's as much of a house frau as you and I are. <laughs> I love living in my house. <laughs> the only thing, my one gripe with my house is that it doesn't have a fenced-in backyard. So I have to walk Finn like six or seven times a day. (laughs) Other than that, I love living in my house. And the two-day-old sweatpants I wore, I just took them outside and them, whatever, (laughs) hi, neighbors. I'm cozy in my own house. (laughs) I try to at least put on jeans and a T-shirt or, like, respectable pants. What? I'm sorry. Is this... People live like this? I mean, to- <laughs> jeans. I didn't 
jeans were like high jeans fashion. Are I mean, uncomfortable. Like if you're like lounging around the house, they're not comfortable. <laughs> That's like comfortable wearing jeans. a bra all day, twenty four seven. What is happening? Well, okay. I'm not crazy. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listeners, I who <laughs> are you wearing sweatpants or respectable pants? <laughs> I mean, to know, am I living my life wrong? I just was like. This guy thinks he's going to write the next bestseller in black <laughs> jeans? I don't think so. <laughs> but, but the one thing I didn't buy is that the that Charlie would have literally never seen him. I mean, you have to get food. Even if you have like Uber Eats and stuff, like you'd still yeah. have to go down to the lobby to get your food. Like, well, he doesn't, he didn't have much in the house. So who knows? Like maybe. Like he, he'd have to I mean, Charlie would have had to restrain him. He's a little well, a lot depressed, but you still have to eat. (laughs) That's true. He could have been eating box macaroni and cheese for weeks. Who knows? Maybe his pantry was stocked, and he was down to his last (laughs) granola bar when she showed up. Gosh. (laughs) Well, she finds the snowflake ball invitation in the recycling. I was glad he put it in the recycling. When I saw him put it in there, I was like, if he just put that in the trash without like. Okay, that was my third gripe. I was like, excuse me, sir. And then I was like, oh, there's two sides. Never mind. Continue. <laughs> so we find out that she has a forever family that her that she was in foster care for a long time. And then her parents, uh, her adopted parents adopted her. And uh, so she has some, you know, sadness that she's dealt with in yeah. her life. And um, that's part of why, you know, she wants to bring joy to other people. and But then her parents can't afford the trip. Yeah. And this becomes important later on to come out to visit. And she she's so busy with her app that she can't go visit them. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I thought in general, this is just like a tiny detail, but I actually really liked the music for this movie, oh. which... Uh, which typically is not the best and I'm very forgiving, but they had a lot of traditional carols that were background music, which I appreciated. And then I thought it was uh, really funny when she starts singing King Wenchless and she doesn't know the words and because like (laughs) nobody knows the words to that song. (laughs) Here's the thing, except for the carolers and her singing off tune i didn't notice the music yeah and so that's probably a good thing it wasn't like distracting (laughs) well it's probably the kind of thing you notice since i watched the movie like five times yeah (laughs) whereas like i might notice more something like in a movie uh like the score that yeah you know i think of like the firm when it has like the piano Mm -hmm. or like glass of the mohicans as a classic and yeah, and I mean it's not on that like, level, gun. but like yeah, top gun I, with all the fun tracks. Like, I guess I didn't notice it, and that good news or bad news, I don't. Know. I thought it was a nice <laughs> little detail that I noticed this watch, and uh, in in some movies that I even like, like the Nine Lives of Christmas, they are so they make the music so precocious and loud. Yeah that the background music and so it's very it it is distracting (laughs) even for a movie that i like um but anyway there was just like a little deal but i did think it was funny that she when (laughs) you can notice the music either in good way or bad way so i was went to we have a new sub shop in town and i went to get a sub and the music was so loud that i was like how are people (laughs) Like it was obnoxious, yeah. and so that's probably what you're talking about. Is so yeah. loud that you can't do anything else. And and then they were like, "What kind of sub you want?" And then I said, and they like, couldn't hear me. And I was like, "Well, you think you might want to turn down?" But but there's so many songs that we basically know the first first verse, but then we don't know. I mean, at least oh, most God, people yeah. don't know unless you've done it for a performance or something. Yeah. But uh but yeah, her singing Good King Wenchless and being like blah 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 that <laughs> made me laugh. And and then he says, You decided so you decided to bother me with your off key singing. <laughs> yeah. She thought that the headphones were going to stop him from hearing her music. But if music makes you sing, she has forgotten that noise-canceling headphones don't cancel out your voice. Yeah, and I asked Catherine, I said, what was it like to sing off-key? Because she's a professional singer. She's very good. 
And uh, anyway, so she was saying she's, she's like, perfect. <laughs> she is amazing. She, she is amazing. British accent. <laughs> she's killing it. Uh, but then she suggests having having Christmas berries, which I didn't know that was a thing. I was and like, with... are they in season? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. Maybe. I was like, I don't even know what's in season in December. <laughs> well, I mean, you typically have what's what's the like cranberries? Of I mean, you have a lot of oranges. Yum. You hear about in, in yeah. cranberries. Yeah. Oh yeah, duh, cranberries. <laughs> Come um, on, Rachel. You've seen how many Hallmark <laughs> and Hallmark-like movies? Yeah. But then she combines them with peppermint scones and peppermint with berries? That seems very weird to me. I'm like, unless peppermint's with chocolate, I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, I'm morally opposed to festive-themed foods. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh good stuff so <laughs> then she gets the christmas tree and he's like that's a big tree but it was a big space i mean she's correct yeah. you need it would look weird to have like a five foot tree yeah like come on space. buddy this isn't like a three foot target tree that you yeah. can pull out every year this is like <laughs> you have this big lonely penthouse space I'm surprised you're not filling it up with other things to distract you mm-hmm. from all the depressing things happening with your black jeans on. Like, I don't. <laughs> so then she makes him chicken pot pie. Yeah, I want says some. this is the ultimate comfort food. Do you agree? Um, We did not have a pot pie growing up. Like, that was not something I ever really had, except maybe like at someone else's house or uh-huh. like I bought myself the microwave kind or whatever. So yeah. I don't think I've had a true pot pie. So when she was talking about it though, I was like, that sounds freaking delicious. And yeah. I was like, let me get on Pinterest and start seeing if I can make <laughs> my own pot pie. I would say the ultimate comfort food for me is probably macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's because I've made it myself. I can buy the microwave. I can buy some from noodles and company i can have my mom's my grandma you know like i've had lots of macaroni and cheese but we didn't grow up eating pot pie how about you there are a lot of comfort foods one that i think of though is a weird one (laughs) (laughs) my my uh mom would when my dad was out of town uh my mom would make this cream of tuna over rice i'm sorry what (laughs) yeah um, cream yeah. of tuna yeah and she would make it because with like the white tuna not the red tuna you know like the, so it would be like a tuna casserole the essentially. yeah it was kind of like okay. a tuna casserole yeah i like tuna casserole okay when you say anyway, cream of tuna yeah. i don't know where my mind went but i was like <laughs> what is happening <laughs> so my dad hates it and yeah. so my mom would make it when he was gone and so it became kind of a comfort food because it was the thing that we had when we were sad that our dad was yeah. gone, you know? And, and... <laughs> Your dad's just like, I'm glad they didn't have it when I was here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the kids are all sad. Dad's happy. He's not eating cream of tuna. <laughs> yeah. And so just the other day I had a, I had a cold and I made Aww. cream of tuna over rice. Cause it's something just, it's, it's so comforting, you know, that. Yeah. Um, I made my feeling... first. Like I've made lasagna before, but it's not something that I make myself a lot. And and when I was doing what clean eating, I think I was doing like 10 years ago where it's like you eat like five ingredient Mm -hmm. items or whatever. And so I would make like the zucchini cast or uh, lasagna instead of noodles. But I made my first white sauce lasagna with vegetables and I destroyed it. <laughs> I prefer white yeah. sauce over red sauce. And okay. so it, that like anything with white sauce, I'm like, yes, please. Spaghetti <laughs> so, and meatballs is a big comfort food for me. And yeah. Throw some like the Parmesan, you know how they're like, yeah. tell us when to stop. And I'm like, five minutes <laughs> go by. Keep I think going. I've told this story many times on the podcast. So bear with me. But uh, when I was just miserable at my job, I mm-hmm. hated this this job that I had, and I was in my late twenties. And I we had this like service auction at church for our mm-hmm. um, sub for Santa, where you put up different things that you would do, and then people would would buy them, like washing their car or, or whatever. Yeah. And so I put up pick three meals I'll I'll make for you. And there was this guy in 
in the congregation that was a nice guy, but he was so boring to me. <laughs> like whenever you would ask him, like, you know, what's your favorite book or whatever, he would be like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And you're just like, I'm just what trying to start conversation with you. Like, please. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and he would make me crazy. Of course, he won the, the <laughs> thing. So I was like, oh, great. And so I said, what? Uh, what food do you want? And he was just like, oh, whatever. He, the, he, the only thing he oh said is that don't include uh, um, uh, don't include mushrooms. Okay, like, that that really helps me a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> I decided that I was going to make Ina Garten's spaghetti and meatballs because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, if he's not going to decide, I might as well just make what I like. Yeah, my favorite food. One of my favorite obviously, foods. yeah. And so, of course, that night. This is like a huge tangent, but whatever. Um, yeah. Of course, that night uh, I had to work late and I didn't get home until like 7, 730. And I was just so determined. I was like, I'm not letting this horrible job steal this meal from me. I am yeah. going to make it if it kills me. And <laughs> I don't think that we actually ate until like 930. <laughs> 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 My my roommate uh, joined in. I was like, yeah. please, I don't have anything to say to this person. Uh, anyway, and so I'm eating this meal and I just started crying because Aww. I was exhausted. But also, it just hit me that why isn't the rest of my life this good? Why Uh-oh. isn't the rest of my life happy? Yeah. You know, why am I miserable? And... It was it was sort of the the starting point of kind of making changes and saying like no I yeah. can't live this way anymore I cannot be this unhappy this long and uh, and it, it wasn't until that December that I actually have, like quit quit yeah that was finished and that's good for I'll you, always though. remember that and anytime yeah. I eat spaghetti and meatballs it's, <laughs> it's a real comfort you're food like for me. you're like it made me cry and it got me past <laughs> Mr. Boring and helped me yeah and he was, he was and they were like yeah it's it is good you know they were kind of like <laughs> what's like, wrong with why her? is she crying it's like it's She's good crying. but like what's happening <laughs> Oh, that's amazing so if you ever come visit i'll make you that it is the yes and then we'll we cry together yes we'll cry <laughs> uh i am the perfect person to be with if you ever do a, a um epic quit oh i'm the one you want well, in your corner noted <laughs> okay good all right uh <laughs> i like they said that sleep is overrated <laughs> yeah i was like yeah. Buddy, you're wearing jeans in your house and you're not going anywhere and you're not <laughs> sleeping and you're not eating like this is like the good stuff in life. Go to sleep, eat some food. Uh, as a fellow pajamas. insomniac, I appreciated that comment. <laughs> <laughs> as someone who loves sleep and would be like terrible. <laughs> she says, how can you write about life if you aren't actually living it? Touche. And, and then he says, you have an unrealistic and perky view on life. And uh, and then she says, "You might be a good writer, but you're a terrible judge of character." Oh snap! Get him, Eva. Well, one of the things is like, yeah, okay. There's such thing as toxic positivity. If you're Mm -hmm. dealing with the tough emotions, but then the rest of the time you're positive, I don't see Mm -hmm. any problem with it. But if you're in denial of things going on, then that's problematic. She didn't seem to be in denial of of anything per se, and so I was like listen buddy don't poo poo on other people's parades yeah well and she obviously had experienced some tough things in her life like again that's why she's not the manic pixie dream girl yeah which she could have easily been um she uses the fireplace for the first time that she says it makes a house feel like a home i don't have that was shocking i was like i would be using that all the time (laughs) but the other thing was i was like and this is probably you'll probably understand this i was like where's the tv because yeah, when they sit by true. the fire to do like garland, is that what it is with like the popcorn and cherries or whatever they were watching? Yeah, they're the watching something. And, and I was like, Oh, you're right. That big ass house. I was like, You need a large television. This <laughs> is true. unacceptable. It's fine if you're eating or working or in bed and you're on a laptop or iPad. But I was like, Can we get 
if you live in the penthouse, sir, can we get a nice television? <laughs> well, and also and making you. those popcorn chains is takes so long. Like, yeah. I'm like, does anybody actually do those? Not anymore. They do like two feet, <laughs> and then they're like, looks good. <laughs> it takes a long time, but uh, so he's blocked. And she tells him that she says, I'm not going to apologize for who I am and not going to make you either. And so that's good. She accepts him for who he is. And, uh, and she encourages him to, uh, to make grilled cheese instead of a gourmet meal. Yeah. And so by block, do you mean writer's block? Yes. I was like, did she block him? No, writer's block. (laughs) Oh, you mean on Twitter? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, wait a second. I did like that. Like sometimes uh, we try to do too much and she's like, focus on a few words, not the whole book. You have to make grilled cheese and not a gourmet meal. And I was like, oh, I need to write that down to remind myself. <laughs> yeah. And she then she leaves all the stuff to make the grilled cheese, which my only concern with that is that, you you know, dairy will spoil so quickly. So. Oh, I was right there with you. I was like, <laughs> did she leave in a hurry? Like just put a note that says, Hey, left you ingredients in the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. Because the cheese and butter was just not there. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Well, and so she is recording these videos that go along with the app. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about decorating the tree and uh, her special Christmas sock that she got when she was adopted. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this felt pretty legit for, yeah. for again for one of these kind of movies. They usually get the uh, anything social media or influencing or anything. They usually get it totally wrong. Yeah, it's and like so they've they never did... used social media a day in their life. Right. Yeah. They usually get it so wrong, but this felt like a legit live YouTube video to me. And then. Uh, later on when she does the gingerbread house that felt also pretty legit i think yeah i could see that on youtube yeah i was like oh is she making tiktoks but then yeah or tiktoks <laughs> yeah but she says she's making it for the blog so but yeah or, definitely I think it's like... part of the app oh There's like a I... live vlog feature or whatever gotcha but and uh she encourages him to go to the snowflake ball uh, she says small steps grilled cheese your life <laughs> <laughs> and the snowflake ball is the invitation that she found in his right. recycling and she in decided to keep it in rsvp to it <laughs> but and i wrote... like how she's like plus one like i'm going to uh-huh. this <laughs> yeah and he writes ten thousand words and he's like confident making these grilled cheese i really okay. he's so charming oh my gosh can we put a pin in it for just a second? Yes. Someone writing 10,000 words overnight, I was like, that seems impossible. <laughs> I was like, you know, I, you know, I'm a professor. We write research articles, mm-hmm. things like that. And every day people are like trying to, in the summer, they're writing and so they're posting. And at most I've seen people write like a thousand to two thousand words a day. I was like, ten thousand. You had a major breakthrough, friend. Again, yeah, I she used to provides do... more for him than he does for her. And I... his exchange for ten thousand words was one grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> but he was so charming making it. I thought I, he was I just, agree. Yeah, I just was like ten thousand words. Ten thousand is a lot. Over... I. Yeah. I used to do NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month. And in that, you have to do 50,000 words in the month. Yeah. So basically, yeah. (laughs) So basically 2,000 a day or longer. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's like non-professional. So I think a professional could probably write when they're in like the zone and they're really feeling it. Could probably write. Words feels like so much. (laughs) I, I think a professional when they're in the vibe could probably write double that. So I'd say 4,000, yeah. 10,000 is a lot, but she's just so inspiring. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. she brought a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she tells him about her parents and uh, she says, uh, and he says, am I that much of an open book? And he says, or she says, am I that much of an open book? And he says, more like an audio book. Which I thought was a cute one. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was good. a good one. Yeah. I wanted her to say, "Do you, are you saying that I talk a lot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so then they go out Christmas shopping and there's a really fun scene where they go to the coffee shop and the, the girl, the barista is a big fan of her. Not I him. know that was amazing. <laughs> I was like, and, yeah. <laughs> and she asked for the gingerbread house demo, which gingerbread houses are impossible. They are so yeah. hard. I got one when I was home alone for Christmas in 2020. Like, uh, my parents weren't vaccinated yet, so I didn't want to get them sick or anything. So I got one of those Target ones, and I spent, like, five minutes on it, and I was like, forget it. This is yeah. terrible. I'm a <laughs> yes. failure. Hard to get them all the How do stick I have a PhD? <laughs> How can I function as a person in society? I cannot even make gingerbread house i was so no, it's mad. really hard so, uh, mad. <laughs> so they go into bellamia diamonds which is basically mm. like your tiffany's of this movie yeah. and he gives her the idea for the proposal for one of the clients that we'd seen earlier mm-hmm. that it they're building the snowman and they give each of the the parts of, of the snowman the carrot the cold or whatever yep. and uh, and then last thing the ring which is yep. very cute yeah, adorable yeah, and she's like, who knew there was a romantic in there somehow? <laughs> yeah, deep down under the dark jeans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I cracked me up. <laughs> it was really good. Um, then uh, they, they talk about every step of the relationship. Uh, he says, I write for when they can't live with each other anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she says, I've dated some serious losers that hasn't, uh, but that hasn't changed my views on relationships, but she says she's never been in love. She's been dating. Who has she been dating, Eva? Let's talk about this. <laughs> let's figure it. Let's problem solve. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the book, she's, she is kind of, I would say more like naive. Mm-hmm. Um, she, uh, when she goes to the snowflake ball, she, um starts flirting with guys that aren't maybe the best and uh, oh that's where his uh editor publisher agent or whatever comes in that guy was gross (laughs) but she says she's never been in love but it's on her it's on my bucket list Mm. and he says the type of love you're looking for doesn't exist and she says well i'll prove you wrong get him so cute oh i love it so then she gives him Pride and Prejudice for a Christmas present. Yes. <laughs> and she says that Jane Austen writes emotionally complex uh, characters with a ha- with a happy ending. And he says, you want me to write happy thrillers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be terrible. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, a happy ending in a crime is solving the case. So yeah. let's do that. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's these there are these cozy mysteries, kind of your I'm just oh, a yeah. Fletcher uh, yep. type mm-hmm. of stories uh, that we have on Hallmark. So maybe he could write something like that, but it's <laughs> still. Uh, but he could be like uh, John Grisham, who yes. you know writes all the legal thrillers, but then yep. also has like Christmas with the Cranks and <laughs> these other novels. Oh, John light Grisham. novels, or even Stephen King, because Stephen yes. King has the thrillers, but then he also has Shawshank Redemption and yep. things like that. Amazing. <clears throat> so, I wonder how many words a day Stephen King writes. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting to know because his books are so long. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then they have the gingerbread house uh, demo, which was really funny and cute. Yeah, I love that scene. You know what I thought was going to happen? So she has an issue and she calls for him. And so he comes on screen and he's recorded. I thought it was going to turn into this, like, it goes viral. And uh, Lucas, whatever, Blade has been spotted with, you know, like, I thought it was going to turn into something like that. that. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, here's going to be even more of a conflict. (laughs) I'm glad they didn't do that. I really am. Yeah. So (laughs) then... They go to the snowflake ball with like, there's some kind of performance nutcracker or something. Yes. And he gives her the green dress that she'd seen going shopping and they look gorgeous. He Mm -hmm. looked so handsome in that tux and she looked 
absolutely I stunning. loved the color of the dress. Yes, me too. You know, I always complain about black dresses in Christmas movies. <laughs> this was green. It was beautiful. She looked great in it. Yes. And again, he looked really handsome. You don't see tuxes that often. I was, in she was movies. like, everyone's looking at you. It's probably the tux. And then I started looking around. I was like, is anyone else wearing a tux? <laughs> Buddy, and you he, might be overdressed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he looked great. And, and, uh, and he had that long lingering look down. Perfect. You know, like mm, you see, yes. In these th- these movies, particularly uh, any of the Jane Austen movies, I, th- I feel like it's a British thing a lot of the times. Yeah. It's the British long lingering look. Oh but... yeah, across the room. <laughs> yes, he had it. He was looking. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> uh, and he's he's donating his time. He's signing these books, which it does seem like kind of a weird fit. His books with this event, but whatever he's so famous he's famous he's yeah so famous and he made like a donation of money yeah. too so i was mm-hmm. like okay it just seems like you'd want to have a christmas book in your christmas event but yeah uh, you're like whatever. he's so famous it doesn't matter yeah beggars can't be choosers yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah she he sees eva flirting with his agent friend and mm, uh, and he says, I just don't want you being taken advantage of. And she says, I can take care of myself. Thank you very much. But I also, uh, like, that part, I was like, why do you work for a guy like that? I was like, find a better agent or publisher yeah. or whoever it is. I was like, if you That's don't fair. trust him with other people, why would you trust him to, yeah. like, you know, that part bothered me. I was like, ugh. Gross. Yeah. Why work with this person? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe it's easy to sort of forgive. Uh, it's for I don't know. Forgive things uh, in a relationship that's mainly transactional. But yeah. Then or I it's think like, it's like people can compartmentalize. But, yeah. 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 But I just was like, he's terrible, anyways. Like, drop him. And then when we get back to the apartment, and he has his, he's got the, he's got the bow tie untied. <laughs> You can see he's all like kind of brooding and oh, it was so great. <laughs> Rachel's like, yes. Yes. <laughs> and she says, I want to find love. Why does it, why doesn't it want to find me? Because you went after that gross publisher guy at the party. That's why, yeah. Eva. That's why we need yeah. to troubleshoot who you're interested in. Like, it shouldn't just be anyone. It should be someone who's good for you but it might have been eva's problem is but it's fine yeah as somebody who hasn't dated much in my life i do think yeah. that sometimes you can be a little bit naive and you can mm-hmm. feel a little bit like well at least it's you know somebody kind of a thing yeah. like i yeah. i usually don't have much opportunity to go there or go there but i can yeah. imagine it being sort of tempting to be like well it's better than nothing yeah <laughs> Whereas I'm like, I'd rather be alone forever. (laughs) That's just a different point of view. (laughs) So the next day, there's the big proposal with for the genie client, and uh, and Lucas is very upset about the fact that Eva said, you know, that she doesn't think she's going to find love, and she's so sad. And he says, "You deserve love. I would hate it if anything I said changed that." Mm. And he flies in. He's flown in her parents. Oh. Yeah, that, which is amazing. And then it's he so starts good. acting weird. Well, but what I love is so then she kisses him, mm-hmm. which was, again, an early kiss for this kind of movie. And I just yeah. thought it was such a great little moment. It felt so authentic to the characters. Yes. And I love that. And I was like, okay, great. We're getting into the relationship. And then he was mm-hmm. like, nope, just kidding. I'm going to be weird. <laughs> so, yeah. So he he kind of freaks out, which is which is understandable because this is all happening very fast. And it is. It is over a holiday season. Yeah. And he says, go be happy. Tis the season. And, <laughs> and so... Uh, they then they he, she comes back and she thanks him and then they have they, they do have this fight where she, she mm-hmm. says i'm just a distraction to you 
And then she says, I like you, Lucas. I like you a lot. I might even be falling in love with you. And he says, I don't know what to do with that. I don't know how to give you what you need. And she, she says, all I want is to love someone and for them to love me back. And, and that's where I was like, Eva, let's add a few more standards. Because <laughs> that's great. But she also... says, <laughs> she says, I know this has been fast, but you make me happy. I've never once had to put on an act. This feels honest and real. Yeah. And he says, you say I make you happy. How? Yeah, I was like, I also would like to know. <laughs> <laughs> ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. <laughs> and, and so, yes, of course, in like the real world, she uh, she would probably just be like, okay, we can wait. You know, like we don't have yeah. to. but. I in I think it still works for this movie because you you feel their chemistry and mm-hmm. she knows that he feels it too yeah. and he's denying it. And so that's why she is I think a little pushy because she sees what he yeah. is he's not being authentic to himself and she knows it. She knows that he, he loves her but he's scared. Well, I also think when he says, I don't know what, how to give you what you need. And when Mm -hmm. she just says, I just want someone to love me and for me to love them back. And that's where I like, there does need to be additional things there. I think he's saying he needs help. Like, so what does that entail? Like, he doesn't know. And so I kind of thought like, can we be a little bit more descriptive? <laughs> well, in- this is like a vague paper I'm grading for classes. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Give him more information. And she think- says, she says by being, when he says, how do I make you happy? And she says, by being you, just admit you have feelings for me and we can spend the rest of our lives making each other happy. Which again is pretty fast, but I bought it because I just felt such a chemistry between them. And I felt like she knew that that's what he wanted too, but he was kind of scared. Yeah. Uh, But um, I also, like I said, I think he's asking for her to come in and say like, like, can we talk about this? You know? And mm -hmm. like, like, cause he doesn't, like I said, my, my main gripe with this whole movie is that she brings so much to the table. Like she betters his life. And basically, from her point of view, he's just there for her to love. And it's like, but Mm -hmm. that's not entirely what relationships exist or why they exist or how they work. And I know some people are probably listening going, but it is a movie and we want them to get together. And I'm like very much the relationship person's like, how can we make this long term? Like, can we (laughs) we think about ways that he can add a little bit more like, and I think he has those things, but I don't think he knows what to do because he's been in a depressed state for three years and without a lot of interaction or creative inspiration and and that sort of thing. And so she serves a lot of different things for him. Mm -hmm. Like she brings him out of a depression. He, she helps him through writer's block she helps him get out and talk to people like she's doing so much. And I think he understands that he's not doing the same for her, 
And he's asking, that's his issue is like, what can I do? And like, I don't think she answers that. And I think that is a fair question from his point of view. Yeah. But then I think that he kind of comes around in this last act uh, where he then does become almost the protagonist in this last act. It almost switches from being about her to being about him. And the only issue I have with that is the the end scene or like the the last act of the play is about play <laughs> movie Elisa is about him getting her the ring that she always wanted. So it then becomes something materialistic and I'm like you're not there to serve her every whim through money. Like what he did to fly the parents in was amazing. It's a mm-hmm. lovely surprise. The dressing was a lovely surprise, but I want him to bring something else besides. But I think he did because he writes the whole book about her that she wanted him to write Mm. and gives her the copy of his manuscript. And anyway, but, but we're jumping ahead. So, so (laughs) no, no, it's good points. And, but when he puts his hands, her hands down and he's just like, I can't do, Oh, yeah, I, I was like, oh, goodness like, no, goodness. you know, you're in love with her. Oh, my gosh. Talk it through, people. <laughs> um, so then she's talking to her parents and they say nothing in life is easy and love is no exception. And she says, I know he loves me again. That's why I find because I've heard, talked to a few other people who find her to be a little too much. Mm-hmm. But for me, I felt like I was fine with the the, the quick uh, nature of the romance because they had spent so much intense time together and because mm-hmm. I felt like she she wasn't like bullying him into the relationship. I felt like she knew that he loved her and but um I just I also love that whole scene when he's just like staring at the Christmas painting in the house and he's crying. And you're like, ah uh, and so he goes and talks to his mom. Yes. And uh, and he says, I'm madly in love with her. Oh, mm. I love that scene so much. Was, he was finally honest with his mother. Another yes, thing that, that Eva has done. <laughs> and he says, it can't be that simple. And she says, when you find love like this, you can't let it go. And yes. she talks about how her, their, her marriage to his father, that they didn't know each other long and ended up together for two decades. Um, and it's sometimes you do sometimes it is fast sometimes you know you know oh, yeah. and it's I'm great I'm bored with fast moving if if people yeah. know they know um I think there are some things that make it people more prone to quickness that could yeah. lead to some problematic things later but mm-hmm. I'm definitely I want the relationship to last though which is why I have all the questions I do I'm yeah. on board with I mean they essentially live together <laughs> right right yeah <laughs> which is again they're both fully dressed in like respectable pants and tops the entire time. And I was like, there's no, like I had my makeup off or like I had bedhead. There was like, none there. of that. I was like, come on, you live in the same house right now. I want to see those sort of like embarrassing endearing moments. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's, that's But true. I guess you're more likely to have those moments when you wear sweatpants two days in a row. I just when he says I'm madly in love with her, oh, I yeah. just think that is such a swoon worthy line. It's so good, and uh, and so yeah, my answer to that is me too. Eva's great. Yeah, yeah. agreed. <laughs> um, so she gets his book, and it's called A Threat to His Heart. Oh, mm-hmm. that was really good. And it, it's a final genie request. She interrupts the they interrupt the brunch, which is for lonely uh, people on Christmas Day. <laughs> including Charlie, who gets a dog, which was adorable. He went from a husky to a dachshund. I was like, yeah. <laughs> but also, I had, um, this is just real quick, I was so confused on time. Like, the things they were doing on, like, the 24th and then Christmas Day, I was like, I always thought nothing happened <laughs> on these days. Yeah. And I was like, there's people just walking around. Yeah, that's there's, true. Like, you have enough money to open up like <laughs> who's this person at the the diamond place is like you know what i will get up for these <laughs> well at least it wasn't as bad as some of these other movies where they have like a full-on 
presentation to the board on Christmas Day. You yeah, see this, what like, is that? Do that. <laughs> these movies like, are like, nobody I mean, is around. Nobody works on Christmas. Like, even if you're if you're Jewish or, you know, don't celebrate Christmas, you still don't work on Christmas. Like, nobody I works mean, on Christmas. <laughs> I mean, okay, I take that back. I have. I mean, the movie theater I worked theater at does. a movie theater from when I was 16 to 22 yeah, or, you know, true. 17 to 22. So, but, like, that's all I thought was open. That and, like, yeah. Subway. You know, Chinese like, I didn't food. know that. And, and I think, like, not everything should be locked down because not everyone does celebrate Christmas. But I just was, like, so confused about all the like they got into lunch at the plaza on christmas eve i was like i don't know a lot about new york city <laughs> but i'm pretty sure you can't just walk into the plaza and like her parents didn't well, have her parents money. were guests there well they just, like the, the restaurant plaza? but like the restaurant you can just get in here like she was like we went to the top of the empire state building oh, i was yeah. like is oh, that yeah. even open? that's true <laughs> I just Plus, was like confused a little bit. I was like, let's just I would change the timeline slightly. Yeah, that's fair. But um I was like, everyone's just like, yeah, let's work on Christmas. And also, top of the Empire State <laughs> Building, overrated. Isn't that that great? <laughs> I had I uh, you know, real talk. I had like a panic attack in the crowd and the line going up. And no, the I was line just, is like, so long. And so I was boring. just so happy to be like, I have freedom, <laughs> fresh air. But yeah, it was fine. But like, I, there was way too many people and it's yeah. like long, like triple the size of like the most popular roller coaster ride, but they're zigzagging the line yeah. inside. It's not outdoors, friends. It's not outdoors. <laughs> and it was the first time I ever felt that way. So it was really scary for me because I had never been so concerned about like people and the crowd and the noise and all that and so i was like really concerned something was wrong with me <laughs> and then yeah you get to the top and you're like okay and you're yeah. like gonna do that on christmas eve i don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so she gets his book and then then goes and sees him in front of bellamia and he says that I was living in the dark for three years and then you mm -hmm. burst into my life with your full wadded smile and your sunbeam personality, impeccable decorating and impeccable decorating skills. You brought light into every dark corner of my life. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I love you, Eva. Oh, and so then good. what does she say? Oh. Should we go back to brunch? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because he says, well, he says, my heart is yours forever if you will have me. And she says, of course I will. I love you, Lucas. Yeah. But then, then, and she's then like, she says, can we go to brunch? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I think we'll go in a few, but let's go inside yeah. and get that ring you want. But I was like, crack it up. I was like, <laughs> she's like, but what about Charlie and the Dachshund and my parents who didn't seem concerned that I was leaving on Christmas Day <laughs> at well, all? And <laughs> And he, he says, I hope you can go in there and pick one you like for the rest of your life. And I, yeah. I love, I thought that was such a sweet, yeah. lovely, I've never heard anybody propose that way. And I thought it was very well, sweet. Pick, pick I, I one like it because it's like. For the rest of your life. Well, but also like sometimes, like I think of Sex in the City where, um, oh gosh, what's Aiden has yeah. a ring and it's like all wrong like she's like oh it's yeah, yeah diamond cut gold <laughs> <laughs> we just Which covered I mean, that actually just last oh, week uh, yeah, yeah it's like she recap. she doesn't want to marry him but that's neither here nor there but i just think that there is something about like i think most people have a pretty clear idea of what they like and want and so why risk it let her pick it out it's gonna be hers for life let her pick it out Mm-hmm. Yeah. Support and her in that and way. also <laughs> like because Bellamia was obviously something special to her and meaningful. Yeah. So every every aspect of this proposal is extremely thoughtful to her. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I mean, especially getting them to open it on Christmas Day, which thank goodness for that girl who was willing to do that on Christmas. Yeah, but well, I'm <laughs> sure money was involved. But also so like I just thought after that, I was like, well, if he didn't already have a job, he could work for Urban Genie because he's really got great ideas yeah, for proposals. <laughs> if the writing doesn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's the end of the movie, and it ended very fast. I yeah, thought it would be like three months later, or seeing everyone enjoying brunch, oh, like and an bacon. epilogue. Yeah, I was like, oh, credits, hi, <laughs> okay, well, they're together forever. <laughs> I just liked it that I wanted more. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, I I just absolutely love this movie. I think it's, mm-hmm. and the more I see it, the more I think about it, the more I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would give it uh, five crowns. To me, it is just chef's kiss. I'm going to give it a 4.75. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, high. but I think I've been pretty clear on my gripes. Yeah, no, that's, that's <laughs> all I'll fair I'll stand points. by them. <laughs> but I also, what I think is great about this is like, as you know, I'm more of a lifetime true crime sort of person than I was Hallmark growing yeah. up. And then like I study and I love relationships and things like that. But my main goal is like, if you want it, how can we make it last? And so I always mm-hmm. am like 10 steps ahead. Okay, well, yeah. what are you going to do? <laughs> Where other folks might be caught up in what's happening now. I'm always yeah. looking to the future to be like, all right, let's focus on relationship <laughs> maintenance. <laughs> Well, uh, let us know in the comments if you got to see this, what did you think of it? And we will uh, put a link to the interview that we did with Catherine yes. and Olivier. Again, they were amazing. So great so together. So adorable. Yes. And so not in cute. a way that I dislike her for it. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, she should, if she wanted, I think she could have a really great career just doing yep. like a, basically like a Lacey Chabert career and doing yes, these movies. Yes, absolutely. She's so good. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I recommend the book. I'll put a link down. Um, we've talked about it on our re- romantic reading wrap up. Uh, we didn't, it, it was just, it was one of our reading roundup books. It wasn't one of the featured books, but anyway, we talked about it and we've talked about Sarah Morgan quite a bit. She's a great writer again a little bit of steam so don't get mad at me get a little, it. it gets a little but, hot and spicy yes. but it's so good i loved it so check that out and uh thanks so much this is always so much fun to get to mm-hmm. do we have a yes. blast so we appreciate it so lisa where can people find you Yes, you can find me. Dr. Lisa Lucas is my personal Twitter. And then friends, W. Elisa on Twitter. And that's also my webpage. Everywhere else, Instagram, Facebook, it's friends with Elisa. And then just a note, that's like a name that covers all my podcasts. And so my podcast names are actually Best Forevers, Fatalities, and Mm -hmm. Soon to Come Unrequited. Nice. And this is our 31st on Friendship Episode. What? Yeah. Our, my longest relationship. <laughs> all right. Well, make sure that y'all are following me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. Also, make sure you're following the podcast, All Murky's Pod, No Murky's Podcast, all of our social media. I'll put a playlist to all of our unfriendship episodes in the description, so check that out. And then also, if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That helps us so much. Five stars. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and merch store. So take a look at that. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.